Hi, stars. You are now listening to Her Spoken Words. Did I say her? Welcome to a special edition season where it is all about our black men in society. In this special season, we will talk about love, relationship, marriage, police brutality, mental health, and everything under the stars about our black men. I am your host, Gloria Clark, and throughout this season, you will hear from black men all over the state of Georgia. Get ready for laughs, get ready to get educated, and get ready to fall in love with these black men. Welcome to season two, His Spoken Words. Welcome back to episode two of season two of His Spoken Words. I'm so excited to have you guys back here. I have an amazing man sitting next to me who's ready to share his story. Um, So I'm just going to explain a little bit what we will be talking about in this episode. So as you know, I am on this journey to learn more about our black men in society. We are covering topics from all over the map. And I'm talking to men that I know personally and men that are in my life who have a story to tell. If you heard last, well, it was two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, we, I um, sat my brothers down and my boyfriend and we all had a open discussion about everything under the sun. <laughs> and it was great. And um, from here on out, you'll be hearing from men individually. So I do have one more group of men, but this one is personally one-on-one, and we will be talking about father figures. I feel like it is very important to talk about father figures, especially in a black man's life, because there's always this stereotype of, you know, absent fathers, and, um, you know, it, it is a stereotype sometimes, but it happens. And sometimes you have a father in your life but he isn't there. And what I mean by that is that he can be present, he can be in the house, he can be in the room, but him mentally, spiritually, he's not there, you know? And he may always be at work, he may, you know, just not be as involved in the family, and that can really affect a child. Um, And I think that we need to shine the light on it and we need to talk about it because if you are wanting to be a dad in the future if you're a dad now um you know any man needs to hear about this because it is important to be in your kid's life whether male or female but um in this episode we're going to talk specifically about males so i'm so excited to have rashid jalo here you heard from him in the last episode um (laughs) i don't know i'm debating if i should do some flashbacks of what he said but he is very knowledgeable (laughs) he is very smart Um, He is a senior at Georgia State University, and I'm so grateful to have him here because he is going to be super vulnerable with us. And um, yeah, I I love that and I appreciate him. So you guys, let's hear it from him. Just like the last episode, we are going to start off with would you rather questions and then we're going to jump into the nitty gritty questions and then we will... Um, and then we will talk about, um, and then I will jump straight into my poem. So yeah, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Rashid, for being here. Do you want to say something? Hello, everybody out there. I'm Glow. (laughs) Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to be here. And yeah, (laughs) let's get right to it. (laughs) We're going to jump right into it. So here are the would you rather questions. You have five would you rather questions to warm you up. For the nitty gritty questions, um, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay, answer honestly, um, and yeah. So, would you rather? Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? I'd rather lose the ability to read. I like talking to people, like communicating with people, and I think just for me personally, I would rather do that than not be able to speak at all okay i agree with you i like to speak too um but like how how you gonna drive like how you gonna see the the exits yeah i was just thinking that too like even something as little as i was literally just thinking like even something as little as watching a show (laughs) i won't even be able to read the the title of the show yeah i get i'll change my answer i'd rather be able to read yeah 
Okay. I, I, at least I can write it. At least I can write it down. Like I can write my answers now. Yeah. True. 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 Okay. Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Well, when you say scales, <laughs> like what, what kind of scales? Like scales, like you know, snake scales, alligator scales. You know. I don't know. I guess scales. I guess. Scales rather than fur. Yeah, me too. I don't think I want because I don't like shed. Like when you. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. I know. Yes. Fur sheds. Me. But then if I'm scales, like my skin's gonna be super rough. But I don't really care about that. Yeah, obviously you know. <laughs> We're just trying to say. <laughs> okay. Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year off your life? It's about the same, really. Technically, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're in jail, I'll just, take, I'll just take the year. I'm good. You're just gonna take the year. Yeah, I'm good. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, heard, <laughs> I heard some. I heard some crazy stuff go go down on me. A year's a long time. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay, so would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Oh, 20 minutes early. I know you was going to answer that one that way. Yeah. But you're going to be waiting outside people's house. That's cool. I do that. I do that even when I go to work. Even when I went out with my friends yesterday, I pulled up early and I was just I was just chilling. I wasn't 20 minutes early. I only pulled up like 5 minutes early. But if you l- always late to everything, man, that you know that's not gonna sit well with, with people. That don't sit well with me. Like when it's the time frame, you know, I like you know how punctual I like to be, and you know I'm punctual. You like to be. I am punctual, but I'm not gonna show up to know. Okay, but okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm not gonna show up to no party looking a hot mess. I'm gonna tell you that. That's not. That's 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 funny. That's funny. That's not the point. Y'all, we gonna try to keep our relationship out of this as much as possible. Okay, would you rather <laughs> know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals? Oh, I'm talking animals. What I'm the fuck? So I'm gonna so I'm talk the table. I'm gonna touch the table. And you're like, okay, this table was manufactured <laughs> in 1987. I don't, <laughs> no, it'll I don't be, care about it. It'll be like, oh my gosh. Like you could touch like a pillow and see like everyone who sat on that pillow. Why would you want to see that? <laughs> you can the power to commune with animals that would be wild. That'd be I'll cool. Like, Doctor Doolittle. Oh, that was awkward. I think about Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, I feel you. That that would be yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. That's a that's a that's an amazing power. Talk to animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I don't be a historian, my girl. No. <laughs> okay, so I just want to do a quick shout out to conversationstartersworld.com. No, I am not sponsored by them. But if you guys are interested in doing Would You Rather questions with your family, friends, or if you have a podcast of your own, I highly suggest it. It gets your guests warmed up, ready for discussions, and it's just overall fun. So, yeah, so if you want to get some more Would You Rather questions, check out www.conversationstartersworld.com. Okay, not sponsored. Just want to help people out. Okay, so do you feel all nice and warm? Yeah, them questions were amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I didn't give too much information about Rashid because this is his time to tell his story and for you guys to listen to him and learn more about him. So, Rashid, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So, Rashid, where are you from? I am from Decatur, Georgia. Decatur, Georgia. Uh-huh. I know in the last episode you mentioned that your dad was um, South African. He's West African. West African. I, I knew that. Okay. So, what? where is he exactly from? He is from Sierra Leone, which is located in the western region of Africa. Cool. So, you got cousins in Africa? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, he always talks about how, how big... His family is, and unfortunately, I haven't really met them. I've I've met a few of my relatives. Um, I've talked to my grandmother on the phone a couple of times, but I haven't had the pleasure of traveling there as of yet. Mm-hmm. Where's your mom? My mom is actually from Michigan. Um, you know, she's um from b- to be more specific, she's from Detroit, Michigan. Okay, so do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a younger sister and an older brother. We're all they're two years apart from me. Obviously, my older brother, and my younger sister, four years. But yeah, we're or two years. We're all two years apart. Mm-hmm. So y- you guys are pretty close. Uh, I will say I'm more, I'm more close to my sister than I am my brother. But okay, so what would you say that you 
had when you were younger that kids in like kids today do not have? Like what is something that you and your siblings used to do, used to play with? Oh, when just going outside and having fun with our friends, man. Like growing up now, technology is so abundant in the world yeah. and kids just really you know they play they interact with people online and stuff yeah but they don't really go out and just enjoy outside anymore like that was that was the the go-to like just staying mm-hmm. outside all day and then just going back home and come out come home from school and doing it all over again yeah i agree me and my brother we used to do the same thing i remember the worst pain when you were younger was when that scooter hit your ankle oh yeah <laughs> that yeah, was that, the that, that pain you couldn't cry you couldn't get the sound up <laughs> That was the only thing I have to worry about that and stepping on Legos, but yeah, man. yeah that, that I remember one time we was I had, I think I was I was being bad or something, so you always I was bad. <laughs> so I couldn't I couldn't come outside to play. So I'm at the second story window. I'm looking outside, and I see my friend running down the street, and I'm like, bro, that should be me, yo. <laughs> like, my mom tripping, bro. And yeah. I look I look like so I'm sorry, enough. I look like Squidward when he was looking. He was watching Patrick and Spongebob run outside. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like, that was the worst thing that could be taken away when you were younger. Now, today, it's like, oh, we're going to ban TikTok. We're going to take away cell phones, all that type of stuff. But back then, it was like, no outside time. USOL. It was crazy. I didn't have a phone for a while. Like, I didn't have a phone until, I think, like, like high school, really. I had one of them fireflies where I could only call five people. <laughs> 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 I could call my granddad, my mom, my dad, and 911. That was it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I could call Kobe too because he got a firefly too. But that was it. <laughs> or the car didn't last that long. I think it was like, get in, get out. <laughs> so, what was a typical day for your family when you were growing up? So, my parents were divorced. So, um, just to run down, really, like a week, like it was basically Monday through Friday, you know, go to school go to school i'll go i'll go more elementary i guess um monday through friday just go to school come home you know ride the bus home and just go outside and really play um i i, I probably did some homework you know i probably I, I probably did homework but my most vivid um imagination was just going outside playing and then saturdays and sunday was usually i went over to my dad's house and spent the weekend over there and just got just got prepared for it all over again. So when did your parents get a divorce? They got divorced when I was either three or four. One of those two. I can't remember exactly. So you so you were like So I pretty much grew up yeah, I was I grew up in, in a two parent household. I mean I grew up in a, a one parent household. Yeah. I li- I live with my mom. So you mostly live with your mom. Did your dad live close? Yeah, he wasn't too far. Um growing up I was in I was in the Shambly area and he was he was he's always pretty much been in like the Decatur area. So I it was probably twenty, thirty minutes. You know, no more than that. Mm-hmm. But he was always he was always fairly close. So is there a vivid memory, good or bad, that you will never forget about your family? Well, yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, I remember when we were pretty much like homeless for my the summer going into my senior year of high school mm-hmm. um without giving away too much my dad he had gotten like some some legal trouble mm-hmm. so he was in and out of jail and um something ha- a lot of stuff was happening at our at my mom's apartment mm-hmm. and unfortunately we he got evicted from the apartment and mm-hmm. we just didn't really know what we were going to do at the time so we were homeless for a little minute, mm. but that's when I think that summer really shaped a lot of shaped a lot of things for me, and it was it was obviously it was really hard to deal with at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't, that was a, that was a really tough summer for me. So, how do you think that affected you? Well, it was it was it was it was tough. Um, I guess that just made me more. Looking back at it now, I guess that just made me more resilient and made me made me stronger, made me able to adapt to different things mm-hmm. more. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, d- I think it just made me stronger in that regard of how you know I can pre- overcome a lot of situations and how I don't want to 
try to work hard because I don't really want to be in a situation ever again. Yeah. And I don't want to be for my family to be in that situation ever again either. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine how hard that is, especially how old were you? Like in high school? Yeah. So I was probably 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I turned 18. Um, the, the, you know, the, the graduation semester of high school. So I was 17 during the summertime. Mm-hmm. So when you were a teenager, which family member did you go to for advice? Or did you kind of handle your problems on your own? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of handled my problems on my own. Um, uh, when I was dating, when I was dating my ex in high school, I talked to my dad a little bit, like some certain scenarios, but for the most part, it was pretty much me just learning about any, any, anything in general, how I go, how uh, as I went. I didn't really go. I, if I had a problem, I didn't really go to a family member. Now, was that because you didn't feel comfortable talking to your family members, or was it just because, like, you just didn't feel like you had the platform to talk to them? Yeah, at the time, it probably was the 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 platform. Um, I just didn't really feel. I didn't really feel like they would like understand or even not really. I guess I think they. Were, I knew they would care, but I it did always seem like they were really like busy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my dad. So. I just kind of, you know, talk to my friends sometimes and just, or just, like I said, try to figure it out on my own. So you mentioned that you stayed with your mom mostly. So was, do you remember your dad being around a lot or? Yeah, he wasn't, you know, by no means was he like a deadbeat father or whatever. But um, I was, I I stayed with my mom for most of the time. He did work a lot. Like he'll be, like he'll leave the house at like 6, 7 a.m. and won't be back until like 7 Seven, eight, nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, he like he was around like you know when it was time to go back to school, he'll buy me some clothes and you know he he came to a very limited amount of games. It's well, I, when I was playing football in sixth grade, I was playing um park ball. He was he came to a good amount of games. He was the only one that would really take me. Um, but you know he was he was around. It's not like he wasn't. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say he was he wasn't present in my life. He was. Not maybe not as much as I would have liked though. Mm-hmm. To be honest, in that regard, I think he definitely could have been there uh, a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, what what does a father figure look like to you? Um, father figure is just what it looks like to me is just um, a man that takes pride in you, that wants you to succeed, that wants to help you succeed in any way that he can, that is supportive of any hopes or dreams that you have mm-hmm. that is that shows you how to to be a man and that just yeah that just wants you to just wants you to be great and yeah so w- what do you wish your dad had done more with you when you were growing up I don't know. I just w- wish he was a little more honest with stuff. Like I wish he would have told me how it, you know, how it is. Like there was, there was plenty of times where, let's say, for example, going back to school. Like he'll he'll say he's gonna buy me all these back to school clothes, whatever, and then it just never happened. And I would rather him just tell me, you know, hey son, I'll ch- I'll try to do what I can, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just telling me like he's gonna do it and then just never doing it, mm-hmm. you know, because that just sets you up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. So, I just wish he was more honest, and I just wish he was more honest about situations. Mm-hmm. So, in the last episode, you mentioned that you would pass down hard work to your kids because that is what you learned from your father. Do you think his job kind of got in the way of y'all's relationship? Yeah, I do because he was uh, he's an automobile dealer. He still does it at, um, to this day, and. Doing that, you on the phone with a lot of people all the time. You always you have to go meet people, obviously, to sell them the cars. You got to talk to mechanics. You got to do a lot of different stuff throughout the day. And I just don't feel like like he was around enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, by, by no means was he just an absent father. But right. he, he was. He just wasn't around as much as I would have hoped. And you know, sometimes it was okay. Sometimes not. You know, he ha- he had to work, so I not. Sometimes I understood that. Um. You know, but I it just couldn't. I guess just couldn't be helped. Right. Yeah. Like I was saying, like you can have a father in your life, but 
he may not be in your life if that makes any sense like he can be there but not there so um you know we, we have to pay respect to those people who may be battling or struggling with that like you want to receive that affection and love from your father but he may be just doing a lot to provide for the family and that's not saying that he's a deadbeat it's just saying you know i wish that you were there for a little bit more you know yeah he was doing like the he was he was doing more than the bare minimum but you know it was at the time it just kind of felt like the bare minimum right like even if he like even if he came to games and even if he showed up late because you know you know, just let me know what's going on. You know, just you know, sorry, son, I had to work, blah blah. blah. But uh, you know, I'm gonna come late or whatever. That's cool. You know, cause it's been times where he's come to the game, he came and he's come and then left. You know, mm-hmm. like in the middle, of, like in the middle of the game. Yeah. So. And how did that I rather be, you know it was like you know look, looking in your stands trying to find your your family members and they, nobody's there. It sucks. Right. You know, it kind of yeah. it kind of discourages you a little bit. No, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, there's nothing like, like, when I was running track, like, being on the start line, and I'm looking for my dad, or I'm looking for my mom, and I'm just like, why aren't y'all here? Why are you running late? Like, you kind of look at your parents, and I would like to say, like, dads in particular for sports, you look at them for, like, reassurance, like, you're going to do great. Um, I'm, I'm proud of you regardless of the race or whatever. And when you don't see them there, it's like, dang, like, I remember, um, for those of you who know me personally, like, my, my dad um, hasn't been feeling the best. So, towards the end of my senior year, you know, he wasn't there for some of the track meets. And I really missed that. So, I definitely know what you mean when you're looking in the crowd and you don't see any familiar face. That's a, that's a tough thing, especially when you're a kid. Like, okay, I was a high school. I was a senior in college. Like, okay, you've been to, like, every game. But when you in that high school middle school age like you're constantly looking for your parents for reassurance yeah yeah you're still growing Mm -hmm. you still you know you stay with your parents so i you know i guarantee you let's say let's say for me i play basketball i'm like hey Mm -hmm. dad i got a game friday night you know i want you to come to 7 p.m then you look in there he's not there then you're like dang did he seem like did he have to work did he not care enough to come Right. You know what? What you, it's all this stuff is going through your mind, and of course you can't think about it right now because you're about to, about to play. Right. So right. It's just conflicting, and it and it and it, and it kind of sucks, at the at the time. Right. But you but you've grown from it. Moved on from it. Yeah, I would say so. Um, maybe not in the, in the most positive way, but I I would say so. I should say so. What do you mean, most positive way? Um, I don't our. Our relationship isn't really the best. Like it's not the it's not the worst, but it's not the best. Like mm-hmm. if I like still to the day, if I had some trouble with something, like if I had if I need advice or something, I still probably wouldn't call him. Um, mm-hmm. Even our conversations are not are not long at all. It's very hey, how are you doing? I'm good, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Type type deal. And from you know my. From the beginning of my college life, I kind of knew that okay, I can't, I can't really keep trying to depend on him. Mm-hmm. I know I need to like work hard and just do everything for myself because clearly he's not even really gonna help. So, yeah. or he's not gonna help like I want him to. Like right. he's gonna think he's helping, but he's really not. <laughs> so you know, I just from from an early age, I, I established to myself that I was gonna have to work hard, um, you know, hold down a job and just continue to do everything myself so I can set myself up for failure instead of kind of depending on my dad to help me be set up for failure. So, like, when did all of that start, though? Because I'm sure all of that didn't boil over from just, like, him missing a few basketball games. So, like, when did you realize, like, okay, I need need you to – be more present in my life so i will say probably my freshman year mm-hmm. um over the summer i got a summer job mm-hmm. and he got me he got me a car to drive back to and from work and but we had to talk because i w- my from georgia since i've been at georgia state i've never stayed on campus so i was commuting back and forth so excuse me he said that he didn't really want me to work he wanted me to focus on school and i was like okay cool so but i used to like ride marta he'll, he'll give me i, I had to go to school 
go downtown Monday through Friday. This man would give me twenty dollars for the entire for the entire week. Mind you, I had stopped working at the at the job I was working at because he told me that you know he wanted me to just go to school. Mm-hmm. So this man gave me twenty dollars for the whole week, and I'm like, yo, this is not enough. Like I had to. I had to drive to the train station, and the gas. I w- the car I was driving ran on diesel. <laughs> it didn't run on. It didn't run on Parenthood and Friendship. So I had. I needed. I needed the funds to get to where I was going, and you know he just thought for some reason he thought twenty dollars was sufficient for everything. So he would just give me twenty dollars for the whole week. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know this should last you the whole week. I was like, no. So I was like, okay, I can't do this no more. So. You know, I just got my I got my first job, and I just I really stopped like depending on him. And mm-hmm. from then, it kind of just things elevated. Like then, um, things elevated. Then I, you know, I moved out. I even went up north for a little bit. Came back, uh, moved moved back in just to get back on my feet. Then moved out again. And recently, you know, I bought a car, have an apartment now, and just I just kind of you know took off from there. I just been steadily getting more and more independent every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you kind of t- took matters into your own hands when you felt like you kind of and 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 for everyone out there who doesn't really understand like if you're a college student like by all means $20 is very gracious. It is, but when you're for one commuting, for two have to feed yourself, for three you got books, you got, you know, other stuff that you want to do there's a lot of stuff that you want to do on campus it is hard when you're by yourself so like you're still in school right so you're basically providing everybody everything for yourself well it's not basically i do everything myself i don't ask my parents for anything literally yeah so like if you're in college now whether freshman or senior and like just you may not even know how much your parents are paying for but like Rashid is doing it all on his own and like that's one thing like I really admire about him like not only as my boyfriend but just as a person because you know I've I've had both my parents in my life so they've helped me out generous generous generously they've helped me out generously but like I've seen the bills they've had to pay for me being in college and for my car and all that type of stuff and Rashid has really worked hard because you know his parents haven't been as you know helpful as he would like them to be and that and you know sometimes a lot of stuff gets in the way but yeah so uh, yeah i won't i won't say you know they didn't want to help me because they couldn't you know mm-hmm. um i didn't grow up the the you know the wealthiest of uh in the, in right. the wealthiest of households mm-hmm. so you know part of it was just financial struggle and i understand that you know right. and my mom my mom tries to help me out when she can. My dad doesn't. He mm-hmm. he'll he will if I ask, but not he won't like like just randomly do it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I haven't really asked that for nothing for a very long time. So yeah. So well, like, what are some what are some examples of things that you may have looked forward to do with your dad that never happened? Like you mentioned some promises, you know, with the school closed. But is there anything that like you know, that you still think about, like, I know that you mentioned the games and the clothes, but is there anything else that, that like, has kind of just disappointed you? Like, even just today, like, you know, you've, you're, you've grown into an amazing young man, but, like, is there just one thing that's, like, <laughs> is there just one thing that you're just, like, dang, like, I really wish he was there for this exact moment, or? I mean, he didn't, he didn't there, he wasn't there when I went, went off to prom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got me, a, he got me a car to use for the night, though. I kind of, I kind of borrowed it longer than I was supposed to, <laughs> but I mean he wasn't there for that. Um, um, it's not really nothing I can remember. Like I said, it's really it was really just games. And then like even times where, like when I was younger, and you know I used to come over there just to hang out with him. He he was never he wasn't really there, and yeah. when he was there, he was just watching TV. And he'll fall he liked to fall asleep watching TV. So even when I, you know I'm. I'm thinking we bonded watching the show together. He's he's knocked out. Right. So, not really. It's not really an event. I guess the only re- thing I can really think of is prom, honestly. Because mm-hmm. uh, he he started my graduation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yo. I'm not laughing at the situation. No, I'm no, laughing no, at yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
I vaguely remember my graduation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was he was there somehow mm-hmm. in spirit. <laughs> but you know what I really love about you and I love about your story, and I really don't know if I'm grasping his story well. I don't know. What do you think, Rashid? Uh, well, as far as what? As well as like helping people understand, like, okay. You know, you can have a father and him, like, be present and be in your life, but it can still affect you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, I think you've asked me some great questions that made me, you know, really think back to my childhood and really think about, like, my growing up and just certain situations where may, I may have even forgot that if he was present or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, you know, like I said, like I'm going to keep reiterating, he was there, but maybe he, would just was, he wasn't there as much as I would have liked him to be. To be. Yeah. Which, is, which was the message of the podcast. So, yeah, I think yeah. you're doing a great job. So, like, what I was saying was like, what I love about your story is that, you know, a lot of people may or may not when, you know, their parents tend to be less present than they want them to be. It could be a bad story. Like, you could be homeless. You could be still living on their couch, no job, n- not motivated, not in school, just because – like you know your parents aren't helping you out but you took it upon yourself to make ends meet and to do the best of your ability to make a good life for yourself and I think that's really what I want my stars to understand that no matter what situation you're born into you and God have full control over your life and it doesn't matter if your parents are present i know it does matter but i'm saying like that doesn't determine your destiny you can still achieve all the dreams that you want to achieve you just have to work harder and rashid's a perfect example of that so that's one of the reasons why i chose him so what would you say to a father who may be listening to my podcast and is choosing not to be present or to lack a significant amount of presence in their child's life I would say that, you know, I I just feel like that was, that's a terrible thing to do if you're voluntarily doing it. Like like I said, there's other outside factors, like maybe your job or something like that. But if you just, like, oh, I don't feel like hanging out with my son today, like, you know, that stuff he's going to remember because that stuff, you know, even you, like, talking, you know, people people hold on to memories longer than you think. So um, a, young, a young man who whose father wasn't there as much as he would like, he's going to remember that. And he might even grow up to resent him. And, you know, that's, you know, that's not, that's not good, you know, just to have that on your, on your heart and on your conscience right. all the time. So I would just say, just spend more time with your son. Like it's, it's, it's even, it's even that simple, you know, just, and do stuff that to show, to make, to let him know that you care and love him. You know, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with, Loving your, your your son out loud. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, the simple things, going to the games, being present at graduation, being there for prom, you know, that type of stuff matters. So um, are there any traits that you would like to pick up from your dad? I Like I said, I, already, I think I picked up that hard working gene because yeah, I'm the sure. type of person that notices something. Like, if I don't want to be in that situation, I'll, I'll kind of adapt accordingly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew... Like I said, as far as college, I knew that I was going to have to support myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, decided to work hard, get a job, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you said what I want to. Yeah, the traits that you would like to pick up from your dad. So you said hard work for um, sure. He likes he, He's pretty good at talking to people. Mm-hmm. And he's also pretty good at ignoring, <laughs> ignoring people that he don't really want to talk to. Mm. I think that's. I mean, that's good. I guess you know his his his. I don't really. He. I don't care about your opinion. Demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! Yeah, you definitely have that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not uh, gonna get into that. Yeah. What are some traits that you do not want to pick up from your dad? Um. I don't. I. I I'm still struggling with this. Like when I get angry. You know, my people close to me know I can, you know, I have a, a temper. Um, um, I pretty much, uh, he, he's, he blew up, he blew up a couple times <laughs> growing up, mm-hmm. sure. So I don't, I don't really like that trade I passed, mm-hmm. that, that got passed down. Um, like I said, also the, the whole, you know, 
I don't want to say lying, but I guess the whole exaggerating. Yeah, exaggeration <laughs> thing that you know just I want to be more honest and just tell people how it is. Mm-hmm. Just just honesty in general. Right. So, are you scared of becoming your father? Why or why not? Yeah, I don't want I don't want my my son to feel like like this. You know, it's not it's not a necessarily a good feeling. Yeah. Um. I was just lucky enough to, you know, I could have I could have turned out so many different ways. Right. You know? So I was lucky enough to take the the good out of the bad, you know. Yeah. So my, you know, obviously I'm not wishing this, but my son might not be so lucky. Like he can he can turn to other outlets to to ease the pain that he may be feeling from me not being there. Right. So I wouldn't I would I would never want that. Right. To happen. And I think you also you're doing a great job at like, you know, there there are some negatives in your life, but you continue to kind of see the positive within it. So that's one of the great things that I personally love about you. You know, you're always seeing the positive no matter what has has gone wrong um, or may others may see have gone wrong in your life. Um, Do you think the lack of your father's presence causes you to treat women differently? Do you think I would treat women differently? I don't know. Um, So for people that don't know, obviously, me and Rashid are dating. But I would definitely say I think that you do a great job with, like, how you treat me and how you care for me and stuff. But I just wonder, like, how you would turn out if you did learn some of those things from your father, especially the cultural difference, Mm -hmm. because, you know, he is African. So, like, I really don't know if you would treat me better or worse. Because oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, it, yeah. Um, because just he, we didn't really, he gave me a couple tips on women, but, you know, he didn't really um, talk to me about dating too much. Right. And even the, the sex talk, he didn't, we didn't, I never, I haven't had the sex talk with any of my parents. And I think that's so important. <laughs> that's so important. I don't have the sex talk either. And that is so important because, like, you as a parent, you're the first person to introduce your, well, you can be the first person to introduce your child to sex, like before the media, before the schools, before anybody else. And it's important to for them to know the lessons that you would like to teach them about sex before they get to everywhere else. But, you know, like I was saying, like, I don't think like you would have treat me any worse like i i really don't know because like i mean i'm a woman so i don't know what type of conversations a father typically has with their son about women and of course like i mean you you don't know that either but um just going off of from what my brother um saw and what i saw growing up is that my dad always opened the door for my dad for my mom which rashid definitely does you know my dad has always taught kobe um, you know, now that he has a car, go pick the girl up first. You go inside, meet the parents, and rarely, um, you know, Rashid would just be like, come outside, get in the car type, unless we're like rushing to go get something. Um, I think Rashid treats me very well, even though um, his father wasn't in his life as much as he would like for him to have been. But um, I know also, like I was saying, the cultural difference, like I've dated somebody who was American, but their parents were African. And he was like, I don't know, like he was a different type of crazy. And I want to say it was because of his dad, like his dad was crazy, like yelling, fussing, all that type of stuff. So I really don't know. And that's interesting to me. Yeah, my dad, he um, just the, the cultural difference. It, it was, It's a big thing. And um sad to say i don't really know i barely know anything about that side of his family right and how he grew his upbringing like he said very little about it i don't you know i don't know what dialect he speaks i don't know mm. the stuff just that that they did in um sierra leone mm-hmm. and you know that's always something that i regret it you know um just not knowing a much too much about my my upbringing like my mom talks openly about it but my dad my dad, um, uh, my dad don't really, he hasn't really talked about it too much growing up. So that's, that kind of sucks. That mm-hmm. kind of, you know, sucks. But, I mean, 
you know, I, I maybe it was just painful for him. That's why he didn't want to talk about mm. it. That's why I'm just assuming. Yeah. And you know, he he's uh, he's always talked about you know trying to take us to Africa, but it's 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 very expensive to go there. So I I I do think now that we're grown, he's actively trying to to get us to see that side of our family. But just growing up, he talked very little about it. So I don't even know myself. Mm. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely do. I think I could see the, you know, it being painful coming here looking for the quote-unquote American dream for his family and having to leave his family, you know, in a different country. So I can... Yeah, I, I, can, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. What American dream we are living in today. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about how um, your relationship with your father today. Um, do you wish for... A, a stronger relationship with your dad today like what kind of relationship if if you could pick the type of relationship that you could have with your dad can you just like tell me like what you would want from him yeah so I will want the type of relationship where you know we don't have to talk every single day I'm a, I'm more of a texting person so even if he like texts me and we'll just you know have a conversation and you know occasionally go out to eat and just talk about what's going on and everything. Mm-hmm. You know that would be that would be great with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we don't have to talk on the phone every single day or nothing like that. But you know just if we text, and because Glory knows I don't have any unopened text on my phone, <laughs> so I usually try to text everybody back just because. But I don't I don't really like talking on the phone that much. But you know I like hanging out with people in person and I like texting. So if you can just text me. You know, hey, so how you doing? Things like that. But he just don't text. In, he don't really text in general, so I'm not too mad about that. But just if we, you know, just talked more, mm-hmm. just hung out more, and just got more in detail about it, about each other's lives. You know, obviously he's the parent, so he don't have to go that much detail. And I have my own personal stuff going on too. But just you know, let let each other know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like that quality time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard, and it's hard because, like you said, like we're getting older. And it's just like we I don't know, we don't want to necessarily talk to our parents every day, but it's like, hey, you can always take me out for some waffles or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And we used to do it on Sundays. We used to go to Waffle House, not Waffle House, but we used to go to IHOP and um, we used to go to go to Curl a lot growing up mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, you know, but that slowly started to decline until it was just non-existent. <laughs> I missed them. IHOP days. <laughs> Yeah. You don't really know when they gonna they gonna end until yeah. it just does. So. Right. so when when did you when do you think your dad like kind of stopped like I guess hey, hanging out with you or did it ever stop? I mean, I mean, I just we just grew up. We just started doing our own stuff. You know, I started playing sports. Um, college, I started doing my own thing. I got. You know, like I said, I got less and less dependent on him to the point where it's like, you know, I'm just going to do stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. just happened like that. Mm-hmm. So do you wish your relationship was better? Yeah. I wish it was like the how I described earlier. I just wish we was, like, closer. We just talked more. Mm-hmm. And we just, we just said, said more personal stuff to each other. Mm-hmm. Instead of the generic, hey, how are you? Good. You know, okay, I'll talk to you. So how do you, so how do your conversations usually go? Like that? Yeah, short. They're really short. They're just, you know, hey, son, just just checking up on you. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. And, you know, like, you know, it's just kind of, kind of drawing stagnant like that. How long do you think y'all's conversations usually last? (laughs) Probably like two minutes, one or two minutes. Unless it's like something, you know, if it's like a topic mm-hmm. that we're talking about. I used to call him all the time for my car, um, because he had, he had got me a car, and I need, you know, it was a lot of stuff I needed help on with it. So I usually just call him for that. Mm-hmm. But ever since I got my new car, I don't, I, I don't really need his help anymore. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you think it affects you or not really, not as much as it used to? I mean, now, honest, obviously. I'm just kind of a, I can be a person that kind of, you know, enjoys time alone in general now, so, you know, it don't, 
right now it don't really affect me too much that I know of, you know. It can be a subconscious thing. But from how I feel right now, like talking, I don't I don't think it really affects me anymore. It just turned me into the person who can really just be by itself. Mm-hmm. So um, we're getting to the last question of this podcast. And again, I would like to thank you for being open and talking about your dad and talking about your upbringing. And um, yeah, so, you know, there are many celebrities that lack the presence of father figures, such as LeBron James and Will Smith and probably many more. Um, obviously their fathers have missed out on significant moments in their life that led them to their success today. Um, how does their success motivate you to become better, even if your father may not witness these moments? It just pushes me to, you know, work hard and eventually when I have kids, just give them all the stuff I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I think that would kind of fill that void of the lack of presence that my father had in my life. Right. Just being able to have, you know, my own little mini-me's and just being able to instill in still into the values that I learned from, you know, my dad and what it, what he did right, what he did wrong, mm-hmm. and things like that. So just being able to grow up, have my own family, and just, you know, provide for them, like how they how I feel like I, sh- I should have been provided for. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I really, I, I really loved your story, like I've been saying throughout this podcast, and I really appreciate you being open and I hope that um, this podcast was interesting and that um, I did the best that I can to um, get the message across that I wanted to get across, which is the importance of father figures, the importance of having a dad figure in your life, whether it is your biological dad, an uncle, somebody just in your corner rooting you on because later down the line, it may affect you and it may not affect you due to the fact that you've just become numb. Um, so yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Rashid, do you want to say any last words? I just want to say thank you to you for even opening up the floor to talk about this. This mm-hmm. is not something I've just talked about before, honestly. Right. This I talked to maybe with you personally, but mm-hmm. you know, just this might be this could be affecting a lot of people, and you you just never know what people go on in their life, what, what people have going on in their life. Mm-hmm. So everybody comes from different backgrounds. Right. Everybody, you know. Everybody has their their upbringing. Everybody has their own story. So even be able to talk and, and get this off my chest, which is cool because, you know, I never did it before. So, mm-hmm. like, the questions you were asking were questions that I didn't even really think about. So mm-hmm. it was it was really great for me to really, like, even take a step back and be like, dang, you know, was what, you know, what, what, significant events back then led to how i am now so right it was it was, it was great I had, I had a good time just talking that's so good and that and that's so important to think about like everything that we've gone through when we were kids has made us who we are as adults or young adults today so um, being who you are today and whether you are a mother a father or thinking about becoming a mother or father or that's in the future near future whatever just remember the what your mom has said or what your father has said to you that has affected you today and try to become better you know kids are the future and you have to realize that everything that you pour into them affects them whether it is negative or positive so you always whether you are a older brother or older sister as well and you have a younger sibling make sure you're pouring into those younger kids and um and that you're there for them because we have to do better. You already see what America is in the state that it's in today. And we can honestly make it better if we come together, if our fathers are present, if our mothers are present, and if we are truly pouring into these young kids. So thank you, Rashid, so much. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I did write a poem for this. You know, I love to hear them. <laughs> so I'm going to jump right into that. Okay, so this poem is about, it's dedicated to young men who may be struggling with the complete absence of their father, or like I mentioned, their father might be there, but not be there, and um, I hope that uh, you can relate to this poem, and that you can hear it, and feel some sort of relief that other men out there might be struggling as well. So I hope that you can enjoy it. 
um, however you like to listen to poetry, you know, get in that position and listen to it and feel my words. Um, and like I said, this is for all the men who have had absent fathers and who just wish to be heard. And um, this poem is actually from a male's perspective. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. And I really enjoyed um, writing this piece. So, When I needed you the most. When I needed you the most, you weren't there. You stood there with a blank stare as if you didn't care about my existence. I always wondered, what is it? What is pulling you away from me? What is telling you that you couldn't be a father to me? I always thought it was me that made your job at taking care of me difficult, that you couldn't stand the sight of me, that you never wanted to stand by me, so you left me. When I needed you the most, you ignored my calls. Before I had a cell phone, I would call your name, even though I knew you weren't in the house. I thought that maybe you would be playing hide and seek for days, that maybe you got stuck and lost along the way, so I said your name. Dad, Dad, Daddy, why is this happening? Today, I still call you. You don't answer, only when you need something from me. So now I don't answer. Because when I needed you, you weren't there for me. You continued to play games with me, hiding from me, as if I had a disease that you weren't trying to catch for me. When I needed you the most, you lied to me. You made me promises that only the little kid in me still believed. You told me that you would be there for every game. You still never seen me pick up a ball or make a touchdown to this day. You told me that you would watch a movie with me, my 12-year-old self is still sitting on the on that couch waiting on you. You told me that I meant something to you, that I was the best thing in your life, that you loved me and you didn't have to think twice, but it seems that you thought twice about all the promises that your mouth spoke but your mind revoked. You said words you didn't mean. Why would you hurt me when I was born to love you, when you were the first man I ever met in, in my life, so I thought that this is how it had to be, right? When I needed you the most, you weren't there. And you have missed out on moments that I needed you to explain. You were never there for my first day of anything. I entered the life of high school, college without you. You never taught me how to tie a tie. When it came to girls, you never taught me how to treat a woman right. You never told me that you should always be on time, that you should open doors, that you shouldn't ignore the signs. You never taught me how to show up for an interview or how to make your shoes look new or how to shoot a basketball. You weren't there for none of it at all and I still learned. I learned how to be a man without a man. And I know that this hurts, but this was a part of God's plan because when I get a nice honey, making all the money, my plan is to be a better man than you have ever been. I won't pretend. I raised me because you didn't feel the need. I loved me even when I begged you, please. I made mistakes and I caught myself because I, when I needed you the most, you weren't there for me. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> that was, you know. Got me over here tearing up, man. Oh, <laughs> that was great, though. Thank you, A, and we out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of this special season of His Spoken Words. You can still follow the podcast at her.spokenwords, and you can follow me, the host, at Living With Your Glow with underscores in between. Again, thank you for listening, and stay glowing and stay shining, my stars. Until next time.